welcome back to your journey to happiness, aka our journey to happiness. Today's season two, episode 70. Execute your goals for 2024. So this is the uh, the last episode of um, of the year, and it's it's what's appropriate about this is that because we're talking about goals, right? I talked I spoke about goals the other day. Now tonight we're going to talk about how to execute your goals. But what's appropriate here is that if you, if you've been you know if you're a regular listener, you know that last year this time, one of my goals that I wrote down and that I even committed to on one of my podcasts was that I was going to double my episodes from the year prior. So in season one, which is what, 2022, I did 26 podcasts. So I want my promise to you was that I was going to double it. My promise to you and my promise to myself was that I was going to double it. I wrote that goal down and I even verbalized it. So that would have been what, 52 episodes and this is episode 70. I hit my goal. And that goes to what I was saying the other day that every 90% to 100, 90 to 100% of my goals that I write down, me personally, I hit. I do. So that's why I, I really, I, I have to stress the value of writing goals because I know it works for me. And why wouldn't it work for you? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But I do this, this tonight's podcast. And you know what? I'm going to dedicate this whole season, actually, not just tonight's podcast. I'm going to dedicate it to my, my good friend Robert's mother passed away today. And I, I literally just found out like like a minute ago, and I'm still broken up over it. I actually I started crying because I, I knew the woman. She was an amazing woman. She was always so nice to me. Robert and I went to college together. You know, I met him in 1981, and we've been f- good friends ever since. And I knew his mother... Um, I met her a few times at the at, at their house on Long Island. They had a place in Vermont that I was invited to, in Stowe, Vermont. Um, I, I I I must have met her at least I don't know at least I know for sure twice. But my guess is three at least three times I met her. And I remember times when I used to call. This was like this was prior to cell phones, you know when uh, when I met when I met Robin in college. So I literally. Back in the day, I had to, you had to call somebody's house to talk to them. So whenever I'd call his house, you know, either his mother or father would pick up. And ah, she was always so nice. My God, she was an she was an amazing woman. She really was, and not because it was my friend's mother, but she was an amazing woman. This woman, first of all, she was highly educated. She was a teacher, from what I, I believe she was a teacher. Uh, uh, I'm sure she had. I know she had her masters, if not more. I don't know if she had a PhD, but she, I know she had at least one master's. Highly educated, very young, oh my God, very intelligent. Um, I believe she spoke Italian. I don't think it was her native language, but I believe she did speak Italian. But this woman, I swear to God, in like in her, I don't know, I don't know what she was when she passed. I don't know if she, if she was already ninety. I don't know, but even in her eighties, this woman was traveling to Italy by herself. Un, I can't unbelievable. She would go. On even day trips to Manhattan or wherever, she would go by herself. But this woman traveled to Italy by herself. She would go to Italy by herself for a week or two. 
fly there, take a train somewhere else. I, I mean, I was amazed at that. I remember one trip Rob was telling me where she stayed like in a, I think she stayed like in a convent because, you know, it was, it was a, you know, great experience. Obviously, the room was cheaper. It wasn't a fancy hotel. And she would stay in a room in the convent. Oh, my God. Just an amazing woman. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I know she wasn't doing good lately. I think she even fell a few times, and I don't even know what happened today. But you know what? I knew something was wrong. I actually knew something was wrong today. It's weird because I don't get this, uh, what do you want to call it? I don't, intuition? Not intuition. Is it intuition? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but I don't get these feelings, right? Like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Final Destination? What do you call that when those feelings? that you get I can't remember but I don't get those kind of feelings but today I swear to God today I felt something was wrong today I kid you not because today um, I was on Long Island today for a medical appointment and I texted Robert in the morning on my way I said I said I said hey let's meet at Menino's for pizza at 115 because that's one of our favorite spots it's, it's a pizzeria in Smithtown probably one of the best pizzerias on Long Island and I said Robert you know how about we meet at Menino's at 115 and he never got back to me. And that's odd. And it made me think that, oh my God, I wonder if something happened to his mom. Because she fell the other day. So it just made me think. And sure enough, I find out literally like two minutes ago that she passed. And I think it was today. Oh my God. That just, that killed me. And I feel for Robert for his dad his dad's still alive you know and he's conscious I'm sure it's affecting him oh my god just oh she's such an amazing woman I pray for her soul I, I mean I know she's in a good place right now she lived an amazing life you know I hope my friend Robert sees it that way and I hope it helps through his mourning but she lived an amazing life she was an amazing woman and um I, I mean, I know she's in a better place. You know, she was she was a, a woman of faith, and God, I mean, God gave her a great life. And I know, I know He's taking care of her right now. I know, in my heart, that God is taking care of her right now. And I, my heart goes out to Robert. He must be devastated. <sighs> and even his father, because I know his father as well. And his father must be. Uh, I mean, I, he must be beside himself. His father. I just feel. I feel terrible. I really do. I feel for them. I pray for her soul. I pray for Robert's, Robert right now and his father. His brother John. Oh, my God. Devastating. Really. You know, you know, we're, we're in our 60s. I think, what, I think Robert, did he just turn 60? I think he just turned 60. He's a year younger than me. I mean, you know, when you're in his... Imagine how you're in your 60s, you still have your parents with you. Like, he's so blessed that at 60 years old, he still has his parents. Well, now, sadly, he lost one. But I'm just saying, you know, at 60, to still have your parents? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. And uh, it's devastating losing a parent at any age. But, oh, man, I feel for him. For him and his father, really. My heart goes out to them. So I'm dedicating not only this this episode, but the whole year to Robert's mother. She was an amazing woman. My God. All right. Anyway, enough of that. I want to be a Debbie Downer. Um, 
but it's just it really it literally I just found out like two minutes ago and it I'm still like having a tough time dealing with it and um I, I literally I actually started crying I did I'm still sniffling over it seriously I mean I sniffle anyway but this is worse so I apologize oh my god sorry I'm sorry anyway all right listen let's get into this it's important I got. I hope you did your goals already. It's so important that you you should have done them by now. Please don't wait till January first. Don't do that to yourself. All right. I hope you have them already done. But anyway, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna assume you had them done. If you didn't, you know, shame on you, honestly. So now that you have your goals, and I'm gonna assume you have your goals because you should at this point. I mean, you got one. You got two days left to do them, but I'm I'm assuming you did them by now. So let's assume you have your goals already done. Now, the key now is execution. How are we going to execute these goals? Because it's not enough to just write them down. And I hope you're not wasting your time doing resolutions. That's horseshit. So you've got goals. Hopefully you're small enough to have goals and not resolutions, right? You wrote your goals down. You're very specific, I hope. But how do we execute these goals successfully? I know what's worked for me in the past, and I'm going to share that with you. And honestly, in this case, this is a situation where if I could do it, you could do it. Right? Trading options, that's another story. But in this case, writing goals down and achieving your goals, if I could do it, you could do it. I'm not, I'm not some guru at goal setting. I mean, I've been doing it for, for a long time. You know, I'm experienced with it. I'm not some any guru about it, but I'm going to share with you what I think works for me. <clears throat> so... I didn't really prepare and like write down notes because I, I don't do that anymore, honestly. I really don't. Um, I probably should have. But anyway, so I'm just thinking about it and I was thinking about it today as well. I think the key to the execution of the goals now that you have them in writing is now look at your goals, however you wrote them down, whether it was on paper, you know, sticky notes, a journal. You, the the uh, the notes app on your phone, which is what I use, the iPhone. Look look at your goals, whatever tonight, tomorrow, whatever, whenever. You know, if you want to wait till January first, that's fine too. But January first, you should you should be hitting the ground running. And if you can do that even before, even better. But the point is, this, look at your goals that you've written down, and ask yourself, why did I write these particular goals down? Why? What's, what's your why? That's what you have to find out. What is your why for each goal? Why did you write those down? What do they mean to you? And in my, in my, in my, in my opinion, the first step is to assess why you wrote them down because you have to have a strong why. That's the way you're going to execute your goals. You have the, one of the initial steps is you have to have a strong why. Because that'll, uh, that'll make you committed. So, usually the why part of it, and usually why we may not succeed or achieve our, a particular goal, in my experience, is because, because of your why. Because your, the, the, um, the, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. The, the pain of not achieving that goal was was less than the fear of failing at it or even the fear of succeeding at it sometimes we fear success 
Usually it happens with the, you know, the movie stars and shit. But I think it, to some extent it happens to us. I think we sometimes fear, you know, achieving a certain goal. And we, we kind of like, you know, self-sabotage ahead of time or during it. Like, don't we do that in relationships? We, we might have a good relationship, but, but we fear now we're going to like, the person's going to leave us or some shit. So what do we do? We're going to self-sabotage. So, but I think more so, honestly, I think what prevents us from achieving a particular goal, I believe, or in my experience, is that the pain of not achieving that goal is less than the fear of achieving it. If that fear of failure is greater, you're not going to achieve the goal. You're just not. I don't think you will. I know. I know. I didn't. The few times that I didn't achieve a goal... It was either because I, I didn't need it anymore, change something, or because I can't honestly remember what goal I, I didn't achieve. Well, no, actually, no, I do. Actually, I do. But anyway, in my experience, honestly, the 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 the, the few times I didn't achieve a particular goal, it's because I wasn't committed. I wasn't devoted. I wasn't committed, and most likely, I was more afraid of failing than succeeding. The pain of not succeeding wasn't as great as as the as the uh, the failure. So, like perfect example, my my number one personal goal in 2024 is I, ha- I told you I have to cut down my alcohol consumption by 50 percent. It really is affecting me, and it's affecting the people around me. I have to do it. And I tried a couple of times this year and I failed. I failed. Because because I was, I guess I was more afraid of failing. And I basically, set, so what I do? I set myself up to fail. The pain of not achieving that goal wasn't strong enough. You know? And I guess when it comes to people who, you know, drink a little too much... You know, you know. I guess you hear the stories. They got to hit rock bottom. I don't want to hit rock bottom, and then say, "Okay, well now it's time." I don't want that. But if, I guess apparently for some people they got to hit rock bottom because it, that's that's when you know it, that's where the most pain is. See, I'm not feeling pain because I'm not at rock bottom. I don't think I'm an alcoholic. I just I like drinking. You know, I like having a glass of wine or a glass of bourbon. I like it. I don't think I'm an alcoholic. Maybe because I, I I'm not I'm not able to stop it. Maybe that makes me an alcoholic. I don't know. I mean, I'll, listen, I don't mind sharing it. I, I'm, I don't mind being embarrassed about it. You know, but maybe maybe I am an alcoholic because I don't I don't want my father was an alcoholic, which I wasn't happy about. My brother was a dopey drunk. So and I and. What's crazy is that that's why for most of my adult life, I never drank. It was only really in the last like 10 years or so, you know, and I think that honestly, I'm not looking to blame anybody, but I think that has something to do with the fucked up marriage I had. Seriously, I really do. But listen, I'm not going to blame anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm the one supposed to be in control, right? So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not at rock bottom and I don't want to get there. Believe me. And I'm sure I've hurt some people with my drinking. I know I'm hurting myself physically, probably emotionally with my drinking. That's why it's got to be a priority this year. So, but again, I don't know now how. Again, you know, it's funny. I'm trying. I'm telling you what to do, but like, I don't even know now. What do I like? 
how do I make the pain of 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 my drinking? How do I make that greater than the fear of failing? How do I make that pain greater without hitting rock bottom? I don't know. But I know that to achieve this goal, the pain has to be greater than the fear. And I tried twice this year, and it and it didn't pan out because the pain wasn't greater. I enjoyed sitting here and drinking. I enjoyed it. So I don't know how to how do I make it more how do I make it painful? Do do people in my life have to leave me? I don't want that. Do I have to like wake up on the floor somewhere? I don't want that. And I'm not I'm not even close to that. I'll tell you that. But so I don't know. And, and I, I don't know. I, I have to. I, I think I just have to. I don't know. I got I got to figure it out. I do. I got to figure it out. But I know that to achieve a goal, the pain of the pain of failure. It has to be less. In other words, the pain of the pain of the pain of, of, of not achieving that goal has to be greater than the fear of failure. So of course the pain of failure has to be greater. Right? Which at this point I, 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 I feel bad I feel horrible that I'm I haven't been able to do this twice already. Cut down my drinking. I tried, I made some efforts, and it wasn't good enough. And now, that failure is, is, is increasing. That pain, I'm starting to feel the pain of that failure. So I guess it has to hit a certain extent for me to move forward with that goal. Because up until then, the pain of failure wasn't greater. Now it's getting greater. Maybe this time I'll be successful. Maybe this time I'll be more committed. And I think what I'm going to do is, which I tried doing, but I, I, I kind of gave up. But I think what the key is, and I tried it once and it, it didn't work, but I'm going to have to really do it again. I have to just, because I don't really drink when I'm out. Like I don't like I don't go out, so I really don't drink. I don't, and I'm not going to go to bar and drink. So my drinking is at home here. You know, so. I guess the easy thing to do is to, which I tried, and I think it was I was successful for a few days, but I think the key is obviously not to have any alcohol in my home, and maybe the rare time that I, maybe the rare time that I go out for, like, because I'm not going to go to bar by myself, but if I get to go out for dinner or something or whatever, then maybe I'll say, you know, maybe that's what my goal should be is to just only have a, like a little glass of wine or whatever glass of bourbon if if for some reason I go out socially for some reason which I really don't do but let's say I do maybe I should just say okay that's when I'm I'm, I'm I, I'll let myself have a drink but you see that's the thing I don't go out a lot that's the thing I, I'm, I'm a homebody you know that's why I drink at home so I don't know I gotta figure it out but maybe that's something I but I think maybe for me the first step is to actually to not have any alcohol in the home you know where, where, where I'm at you know what I'm saying that's probably uh, the first step and I tried it I didn't follow through more than whatever three days or something or a week maybe I, maybe I lasted a week I don't remember but clearly I gotta do a better job of that so so actually we're doing this process together this is not me you pontif- this is not me pontificating this is not me telling you what to do 
I'm going through this myself right now. I have a whole set of goals and, and I want to achieve them just like you want to achieve your goals. So, so I'm just sharing with you what I know worked in the past. So the key is what's your why? Why is that goal down there? And you know what's sad? When I was talking about goals the other night, if you remember, I totally forgot. I said I want to add a personal goal. Imagine, I mean, that's messed up. If you think about it, that's my number one goal, but I didn't even think about it. That's bad, right? I didn't even think about it. I added it while I... All right, something just happened with the phone. I, I moved it and it stopped recording. So I'm just, I'm continuing now. I hope it doesn't mess things up. Um, that never happened before. But anyway, all right, so like I was saying, I... How sad is that, that my, my number one goal should be to cut my alcohol consumption 50 by 50%, and I, th- I didn't even put it in the original list. I didn't, didn't occur to me until the other night when I was talking about goals, like, oh my God, I have to add this goal. And now it's my number one. Like, that's sad that it wasn't like a number one priority. That's, that's, that's a problem. Why is that not a number one priority? What, right? The, the, the operative word is why. See, my why is not strong enough, and that's something I got, I got to work on. So that's the key. Your why has to be strong enough. Clearly, my why for, for cutting down my alcohol isn't strong enough. And that's something I got I to gotta look at. Why? Why is my why not strong enough? But anyway, so that's the first step. Assess your goals. Why did you write them down? And then look at the, the why for each goal. How strong is that why? Is the pain for each of those goals, the pain of not achieving that goal, is it greater than the fear of failing? And we have to look at each goal. How painful is it not to achieve that goal? For each goal, it should be, the pain level should be high, right? Or your tolerance for that pain should be low, I should say. So, you know, I, I got to look at my goals as well and, and make sure there's a why for each one and how strong is that why? How painful is it going to be for me not to achieve all those goals I wrote down for 2024? That's what I have to, I have to really get myself ready and get, get the right mindset and make sure that every goal I wrote down is so painful if I don't achieve it. That's the key. Then once I've got that squared away and I'm feeling warm and fuzzy about it, you know, and and full of piss and vinegar, maybe even a little bit angry, angry at myself, then I can move forward to the next step, which which should be just to, the next step should be, once you know, once you've got your why, now now that should, now you should be committed. That should give you what you need to commit to attacking that goal, to hit the ground running. And I think what helps with that is if you maybe then take each goal and within each goal, add add a little plan, a little attack plan of how you want to achieve that goal. You know, what do you need to do to do that? Like, for example, when I... um, I know when I was looking for my log cabin, you know, I kind of had an idea what I wanted. Um, 
I had an idea of my price range. It didn't really matter where it was, to be honest, because I was, at that point, you know, footloose and fancy free. I wanted to get the hell as far away from New York as possible, so I really didn't care where it was. It was easier that it was in Virginia because my son was already there, but I was looking in North Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. I didn't really look in Pennsylvania or Tennessee or Kentucky. I didn't like, I didn't go crazy. But my plan really was to just keep looking, to not give up. That was my plan. And at the same time, I knew I had to make money to, to put down. You know, I know I needed, I knew, if, let's say if my price range was, you know, 400000 I needed minimum 40000 to put down, if not more. So this one was five forty. I put down 54000 That was another, what, eight in closing? Or six in closing? Maybe eight in closing. Yeah, eight in closing. So that was $62,000 I needed. And, and what did I do? And what did I do? Just say, okay, I need 62000 or I need more money. Then I had a plan of getting it. Right, so then that was part of now, now my financial goals kicked in. Right, so I, I worked them simultaneously, right? And my financial goals at the time, which is the same as now, was trading options and trying to make as much money as possible trading uh, trading stock options. And that's my, that's my goal this year, because why? Because this year I want to buy another property. My goal, my one of my personal goals, in addition to cutting down my alcohol consumption, is to buy, the, I guess that's my number one is the alcohol. The number two is to buy a property in 2024. So then what does that mean? That means I got to kick over to my financial goals. With the number one goal there is to make as much money as possible because I know I might have to drop, I don't know, another whatever, 50, 60,000 down on, on the new property. So I got I want to keep, and I want to make more, I want to make more, even more money in case I got to drop more or in case maybe this time around, because honestly, this time around, I might not be able to get a mortgage, honestly, you know, because I'm hearing too that I don't think they admit it, but I'm hearing that mortgage companies don't, it's hard to get a mortgage in your sixties because they clearly know you're not going to be around for 20 years. For sure. You're not going to be around for 30 years. So I think like unofficially, they kind of like find a reason not to give you a mortgage in your 60s. I never experienced that, so I don't know. I've experienced not getting a job in my, in my early 60s. I think there's a lot of ageism with that. And you know, that's okay, fuck them. They don't, they don't have me, that's all right. But I got a funny feeling that it might be an issue with getting a mortgage. So what does that tell me? That tells me that now I gotta make even more money because I may have to like, have to put down a lot more or I may have to just do like an owner financing thing and you know with owner financing they usually want like half down right or a good whatever 30% down like something ridiculous so that means you know if I want a property whatever for you know $600,000 or 500 whatever I, now, now you're talking I need I can't get away with 10% like I did last time now I may need $100,000 to put down not 50, 54 so that means my financial goal, my number one financial goal has to be to make as much money as possible as quick as possible. And I could do it. I'll do it trading options because I know how to do it. So that's the point. I, I, you know, I really didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I wrote down like a plan specifically on how to buy a log cabin. I just knew that I had to search, keep searching for the actual cabin 
and I knew I needed to make the money to, to buy it. So that was kind of simple. I didn't really need like a five-step process. But for other goals, like, you know, and also part of that goal too, because I knew I'd have to get a mortgage. So part of that goal too, to financially get myself ready was then I had to do what? In addition to making as much money as possible, which is the case now, what was the other, what would be the other part of that financial goal to be ready for a mortgage is what? To minimize your credit card debt, because that goes against you. That whole loan to value ratio, was it loan to value or, not loan to value, what was it called? Loan to, I forget now. Oh, debt to equity, debt to equity ratio, that one. Like in other words, they look at what your debt is and how much you have an equity or what you're making, and it's gotta be a certain percentage, the ratio, or else they're not giving you that loan either. So I knew that I had to loan my credit card debt as well. And again, I, that, so there was a plan in place for that. The biggest part of that plan was making more money, right? So it all ties in, you know? So, so, like, so that's why at the time too, I had goals of lowering my debt, my credit card debt. And I had a specific plan about, about that, that. I knew what money was coming in and I knew what I could devote to my bills and I and I had a plan in place and I, I had a set plan in place when it came to minimizing credit card debt that was part of my financial financial goal goals so I had a set I had a separate plan in place for that that you know I was gonna pay off the lowest balance first just to get rid of it psychologically I know some people say they probably feel like hey keep attacking that that biggest credit card but to me psychologically that almost feels like um, uh, like, you, you, like, you know that concept, like, if you go, if it, it just seemed like it was too, like, you weren't even scratching the surface. It was easier for me psychologically to knock out the lowest debt first. Then this way I could just focus on what's left. That was easier for me. That was more successful for me. So that was the plan I put in place. I would pay off as much as a smaller card first while still devoting some money to the other cards. You know, I would pay more for the lower card with the lower balance just to get rid of it. Because then I knew once I got rid of that, then I could increase my my payments for the other cards I had. Because I had like three cards maxed out. It wasn't fun. But I had a plan in place this month. Okay, I was going to pay this on this card, this much on this card, and this much on that card. And then I showed the balance once I paid the estimated balance. You know, when we got, you know, without new finance charges, right? So I estimated the, action, the, the balance of, okay, if I paid this, what do I owe now? And I did that every month until it was done. And I, and, and, and I had a goal that I wanted done by my birthday, let's say by August of 2023. And I think I had it done. I think I had all credit paid off by June. I think by June 1st, I believe all my credit was paid off. I did, I did it two months earlier. I believe that was the case. All right, so let's, let's backtrack. So assess your goals, why are they even on paper? And then focus on that why. Is How strong is that why? How painful is it to not achieve that goal? Then, Break down each goal and do a separate game plan for each one. And do what? Like I said in previous podcasts, 
behave with purpose. Behave more intentionally. This is where all this stuff comes into play. So within each goal, specify what you need to do. Like I know what I need to do to make money right now. Like right off the bat, I'm, I, you know, I don't even have to write it down, you know, spend less. I'm not a big spender. So I don't have to write that down. But for you, some of you, you may have to write that down. Spend less or some of you may have to take your credit cards out of your wallet and put them in a dresser drawer. I've done that in the past. That's a great strategy. If you, if you want to minimize credit, you shouldn't be credit, carrying credit cards then. That's, that's like step number one. Don't even carry credit cards. If you, if, you have an, if, you have, if you have a credit situation where you're trying to pay down you know, credit, you have cards maxed out, then don't even carry them. I did that. That was part of my plan last year. When I was maxed out, I, I, all my credit cards were out of my wallet. I, I think I might have kept one in there for emergencies, but the, the others were maxed out anyway. So what was the point? I had them in a dresser drawer. What was the point of carrying them? Right? So put a plan in place for each goal. That should be like your second step. And what's good about that is that that as, as little by little, as you achieve these little those little steps, as each month goes by, and maybe you've knocked off, you've you've done a little something more towards whatever goal it is. That to me, it motivated me to keep going. You know, that's why it's, uh, that's why the goals have to be realistic to begin with. Like I talked about, the, I spoke about the other day. You gotta have realistic goals because you gotta be able to hit 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 the. Um, you know, steps along the way or milestones along the way, or else you're not gonna, or else I know me, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna fizzle out, you know? And maybe that's why, you know, it didn't work out with the uh, with the drinking twice this year. Maybe I didn't, I didn't really specify a plan. You know, maybe all I did was try to, to not have alcohol in my, in my, in my home and, and that didn't pan out for me. You know, maybe I didn't have any reinforcing steps or backup steps just in case. You know, I really didn't, honestly, I really didn't, pl- I really didn't put a lot of effort in that. And that's why I didn't succeed. I didn't put the effort in. I really didn't. I didn't put a plan in place. This time around, I am going to, I'm going to go back to that goal and, and see now what do I really need to do to accomplish that particular goal. Number one up should be to get all, rid of all the alcohol in your house. And I think what happened last time was I said to myself, let me just finish off what I have. So maybe that was the mistake right there. Maybe I should dump down the drain whatever little I have left. Maybe I should be a little more extreme. Maybe. Maybe that's what it takes. Because maybe now when I pour out, you know, a hundred and change worth of whatever, wine and bourbon, maybe that's going to be like the wake-up call to, hey, you just threw out a hundred and change worth of alcohol. How dare you go buy some more? Maybe because the first time around, I didn't do that. I just finished off everything. I'm like, oh, when I finish everything, I won't get any more. You know, I was kind of a pussy uh, or a wishy-washy goal, right? I was like, well, you know, when I finish, I won't get any more. And then, of course, when I finished, I didn't get any more. And then I might have lasted a week and I started getting some more. But imagine if I poured whatever I have left down the drain and dumped a couple hundred dollars worth of alcohol down the drain... You think I'm, I'm more likely to go to a store and buy more after experiencing that pain of throwing, throwing away money? You think I'm not going to put more, more, more alcohol on my, on my credit card or pay, pay more, more cash for alcohol when I just dumped 100 and change down the drain? See, that's probably what I should have done. That's exactly what I should have done. 
See? The wise gotta be strong. Put a plan in place. Behave with purpose. Behave intentionally. And, and just and and I guess the next step is just to be persistent and consistent. You know. That I think consistency is key. That you keep moving towards your goals. You keep knocking out those little steps. And I think another thing you need to do is too that if there's a, a little setback, you cheat a little bit, so to speak, you fuck up a little bit, you know, you whatever, you go, you know, whatever it is, uh, you, you backtrack a little bit, maybe don't beat yourself up and just get back on track. Just like with no, like my son, older boy, um, he won um, um, a botting building contest when he was young. He was actually Mr. Team Long Island and I think it was 2018 or 2019. And he won in two categories. He won in classic physique and in bodybuilding at the team category. And um, I remember part of his regimen, his eating regimen, which was very, he was very disciplined. He was measuring ketchup, measuring egg whites, measuring hot sauce. Like he was, it was, he was like dedicated. He was driven. You know, he has such focus. I wish I could bottle his focus and sell it. But I remember he, he would do, he would have cheat days, cheat days in place where he could go a little crazy, maybe get a slice of pizza or go a day without weighing stuff or have something else he normally doesn't have. I don't know if he had met like a cheat day a week. I, I've heard people like they say when you're dieting and bodybuilding or just dieting and getting in shape that you should have one cheat day a week. So I've heard that before. I don't know if he had one day a week. I don't remember, but... You know, my point is this, that if you, if you have, it's okay to have a setback. I don't know if you want to schedule or plan a setback. I guess in in that case with eating and bodybuilding, it's probably important to have a day where you kind of cheat. I guess, I think your body needs that. But when it comes to regular goals, I, I wouldn't recommend, you know, planning a, planning a setback. Like I wouldn't institute that. But what I would do is if there was a setback, a minor setback, that you don't beat yourself up over it and just, you know what? Dust off your boots and get back into it again. Don't beat yourself up. That's important too. So, and I'm sure there's so many other things you can do as far as executing your goals. Again, I apologize. I didn't research it. I didn't write down a five-step process, but I think I gave you enough to get started. And I think that's the key is getting started. That's the big key too. Just get started. Just execute. So, like, why wait till January 1st? You should hit the ground running now. You know, whatever it is, start start now. Whether it's research, whether it's, I mean, hopefully written your goals down, that's the first step, right? But whether it's research, whether it's assessment, whether it's, you know, spending a few days with your why for each goal, whether it's once you have your why and you go with that in your head, you have that wrapped around your head, then now go into each goal again and put sub-goals for each goal. You know, put some more things on paper to help you stay on track, to help you stay in the right direction. You know, if you keep moving forward, you keep going. Like Sylvester Stallone said in that, that famous Rocky movie with his son, with the sunshine and rainbow speech. It's not about how hard you get hit, right? It's about how, how no, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. 
keep going, keep getting up. Right? Denzel Washington said, what was, I think it was Denzel Washington, right? Get knocked down seven times or fall down seven times, get up eight. That one more time. As long as you keep moving forward, that, that's a better, a better chance of you reaching that goal. And keep looking at your goals every day and tweaking them and, and applauding yourself for a milestone. Like I remember when I was hitting certain goals, especially when it, come, when it came to like, well, actually all my goals. Um, if I put, even if I didn't put deadlines, a lot of times I'd look back at it because it's always good to keep looking at your goals. And if I, if I accomplished something, I would put a date or a month and it was done. Like, let's say I didn't have even a time limit. Or even if I did have a time limit. But when I, when I accomplished it, I would put next to it. I wouldn't like erase the goal on my note app. I would leave the goal there to show what I accomplished. But then I would put at the end of it, done. Done March 1st. Done March 15th. Done March of 2023. Whatever it was. Or completed. However you want to say it. And then just go down to the next one. Go down to the next one. Keep moving forward. Keep getting up. Right? Because life is going to knock you down. Your family is going to knock you down. People are going to knock you down. Your loved one's going to knock you down. Life is going to knock you down. Your job's going to knock you down. you got to keep getting up. It's not, again, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That was probably the best motivational speech ever by Sylvester Stallone. It's not about hard you get hit. Well, it's not about hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Keep getting up. That's the key. There's going to be setbacks. Your your why has to be strong. You have to move move intentionally with purpose. And you have to keep going. Keep getting up. Get up one more time, one more time, get up. And I remember it was, uh, it was Tony Robbins too, in one of his earlier um, motivational um, series. It might have been when it was still on uh, audio cassette, but maybe it was on CD, I don't remember. But I forget it, I think it was told a story about some kind of, was it a gold, the gold rush situation back in whenever in the West? I don't even, I, that was before my time. But I think he was talking about it, and he mentioned somebody who was just spent years trying to find gold, and I think he finally gave up, but somebody else found gold, like gold, like so many feet away from where he finally stopped digging, right? Like if he had kept going, he would have found the gold. Right? It's like, like, you know, like in a football game, like where you get stopped at the five-yard line and you don't have the opportunity or you don't have what it takes to go, that, to go across that, to go those extra five yards. I think a lot of successful people have mentioned over the years that, <clears throat> that it was the last, those last few moments that it finally hit. I think Steve Harvey talks about it. I'm sure a bunch of other people talk about it. That that so many people fail five yards before before the goal. Five yards before the goal. Just a few steps, a few more tries, or one more effort, and they would have hit it. And so many people stop at the five-yard line. Or they stop 
you know, 300 feet from where the gold was. They stopped digging. That's the key. You got to keep going. You can't give up. It's okay to tweak your goals. You know, it's okay if you want to abandon it. That's fine. That's that you do you. That's your prerogative. I don't believe in that, but you know, there may be times where the goal isn't relevant anymore. Like it happened to me like last month, right? I'm, I'm, I shared this with you. I was studying for this test, this um, Series 65 uh, license exam, um, which I failed like two years ago. And I just, I got, I was like, what am I doing with this? I don't really need this. I was just pissed that I didn't pass the first time. So why am I studying something I fucking hate? And I just literally closed my laptop and I was done with it. And so what? I pay a couple hundred for the class. I don't care. I learned a few things. But I didn't need to go, I didn't need to pursue it. It wouldn't have changed my life. So yeah, once in a while it's okay to abandon a goal. I'm okay with that. I'm all for that. If it doesn't make sense anymore, or if it's not fun, then yeah, go ahead and then get rid of it. But other than that, I would say keep moving forward. I really think that's the key is the persistence. The tenacity is the final key. That's when you finally hit that goal. You know, you've already, you've already assessed your why. You're, you're already committed. You've already got a plan in place, step by step. So you're behaving now with purpose. You're intentional. You're motivated. You're dedicated. You have focus. But what gets you across that five-yard line? You still need something else. And that something else is, is persistence, consistency drive the willingness to do whatever it takes to get there oh who was it he was great um eric thomas oh god he's amazing he he i love this this is one of the other the next best uh like quotes or speeches he said if you want something you have to want it more than you want to breathe that's what gets you to that a, that final accomplishment. That's what gets you to cross that, that goal line from the far. That's what prevents you from just stopping and giving up at the five-yard line to keep going across that goal line is you have to want that goal more than you want to breathe. That's the key. That's that final step. So anyway, I hope I didn't mess up with this podcast because it stopped and I hope I was able to continue it with another segment. I don't know. Hope I didn't fuck up. But anyway, thanks for listening. Have a happy new year. Embrace it. And again, to Robert's mother, rest in peace. You're an amazing woman. Take care.